Good morning, Americans. This is your favorite alien here in the activities room of uh, the Springs of Park Hill, Orange City, Florida, assisted living place. And I wanted to do my podcast today, episode number 10 on the first season, on yesterday's 8-23-21 nightly news broadcast with Lester Holt. Now, I blame, I don't blame Lester Holt as much because he probably doesn't have much to do with this. But, or maybe he does. But be that as it may, to allow four minutes at the end of a newscast to discuss both the Vietnamese and the Afghan situations 46 years apart is an injustice to the American people, an injustice to the Vietnamese, and definitely an injustice to the Afghans. I'm a resident alien here, and your country, I think, is the toughest country ever to get a legal visa from, okay? Unless you are people, like I say, Cubans, Vietnamese, or uh, Afghans which you get special priority because of the situation, which I didn't because I was just a regular Panamanian in no man's land. And I'll explain that later. But here, to allow four minutes for this, and then you interview a lady who came in and for her own thing, probably through the boat people back in the 1980s, past the 1975 Vietnam uh, meltdown, okay, April 75, her and a friend of hers were like five and six years old when they came in, and they sound as American as can be, they're probably news, she sounded like she was a news person, and didn't have an accent at all, so she's looks Vietnamese, sounds American, I know that because I grew up with a friend of mine, who we both graduated from Balboa High School in the former Canal Zone, and he was adopted Korean. The only thing Korean about him was his looks. Otherwise, he was as American as apple pie and Chevrolet. And this is the misnomer that I'm telling you Americans. People like that one lady and her friend, who were kids less than five years old, maybe, at the time they came into the States, don't understand the situations that they came under. There's a lot of Vietnamese and also Afghans that are going to go through this problem, and people in between them, Cubans, and Arabs that came in here without wanting to come in here. Somebody else brought them in here, okay? Like their parents. Now, in their condition with the lady they interviewed on uh, NBC Nightly News by Lester Holt. Her parents probably sacrificed a lot to get her here because they knew that she needed the kind of life that she has today. And they had to make sure they did everything possible to give it to her. And I appreciate those guys because she doesn't understand what they sacrificed, I don't think. A lot of people say, well, I understand what my parents sacrificed. No, they don't. Believe me. 
you take it for granted everything, Americans, that you're here, the actual Native Americans. You take everything for granted. You haven't been invaded. You haven't been, uh, say, another country telling you what to do, when to do it, and stuff like that, okay? And another country usurping your territory. But you will, sooner or later, be invaded. It happens to everybody. But here, with Lester Holt, to do that four minutes like this is crazy because a lot of those Vietnamese that came in were people on the boats that Vietnam saw, oh, we don't want you. We don't want to waste our bullets on you. So let's put you on the boat and give the Americans will jump at the chance and rescue you along with all the rest of the Western powers, and you'll go to them somehow. What you do over there, ah, that's up to them. But at least we get rid of you, okay? The Afghans are not that way, because the Taliban don't think like the Vietnamese. Now remember, and here's the difference between Vietnam and Afghanistan. Vietnam wanted to unify their country. Afghanistan doesn't have a country. The Taliban have different priorities. They look at the world differently and territory differently, and people are a means to an end. Today, Vietnam is Vietnam, still communist. There's probably a lot of people that don't like being in Vietnam right now, but they're still there. And the people that were actually American sympathizers are now in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, and the younger generation, you know, is probably there. For that lady that was five or six years old that's now a newsman or a news person here in America, that was interviewed by Lester Holt, and Lester Holt himself, you know better than to do this, because a lot of these Vietnamese that came over, it wasn't their idea to come over. Okay, they were either forced in it by the Vietnamese government when they threw them into the boats, or they had were scared when you guys were evacuating Saigon in 75. So they came over here, and they never quite get used to this. And you can see that because I've been, like here in Florida, you have a lot of... Uh, Vietnamese little enclaves, especially in the Tampa St. Pete Clearwater area over there. I've been there. I've seen them. South, uh, Southern California's got a lot of them, along with Korea towns and Chinatowns. You know, not just San Francisco. You got them in Los Angeles. You got them in different communities down there. Same with New York. You got them there too. Miami. Oh, you got a lot of different enclaves for Latins there, too, not just Cubans. New York, you got Puerto Ricans and other Latins in there. You don't have that many Panamanians because we don't seem to <laughs> come to your country a lot. Uh, I haven't seen another countryman in 20 years. But I've seen a lot of Costa Ricans, a lot of Cubans, a lot of Nicaraguans. Uh, a lot of Mexicans, a lot of uh, El Salvadorians and Hondurans, Colombians. Oh, I see a lot of them. Yeah, here. 
also with the Arabs. You know, you see a lot of Iraqis, and some of them came before uh, Saddam Hussein because of the uh, Ba'ath Party when they took over in the 50s. And to give you an example, when I used to work for Delta, I would go visit my parents in Detroit or Lincoln Park, Michigan. And I would have to take a a taxi from the airport in Romulus, Michigan, all the way to Lincoln Park, which is 14, 16 miles away there next to the Detroit border. And most of the taxis in that area of Michigan were operated by Arabs, whether you were from Saudi Arabia, uh, Lebanon, Jordan, Iraq, they operated the taxis. And they used to see that I wasn't American, so they used to speak to me a lot. And they used to tell me how they hate to be there. They had no choice, but they hated to be here in America. Okay? Now, to, to me, that's not the way to go. That, that, that means that you hate to be where you are, but you had no choice. And this is what Mr. Lester Holt and NBC News should have concentrated how many of those Vietnamese hated to be here? Did they pass it on to their descendants? That lady that he interviewed with, they did not. They sacrificed themselves to give her a new life. Because they knew that even if she went back to Vietnam today, she would not fit in. Because she's so Americanized, it's crazy. Same with me. When I left Panama in 1979, it wasn't because I wanted to. It was because I had to, because I had no man's land there. I, my grandfather was American, and I grew up in a town called New Arahan, which was in the middle of Panama Chirera. And that was a little miles away from the territory of the Canal Zone. And I went to school. My elementary school was a little oh, 1920s school in Kokoli Township, over there, and then I went to Balboa High School and Karundu Junior High, which were big, <laughs> even bigger than some of your American schools here, like at Lincoln Park, Michigan, when I went to see my brother's school that they went to. Oh, man, mine was huge compared to theirs. And my teachers were a lot better. But I was neither side because I wasn't American and I wasn't Panamanians. The Panamanians where I lived didn't like me because I went to the Canal Zone schools. The Canal Zone people didn't like me because I was Panamanian in my home country, but yet in their territory. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this was the Americans that came in every three years for uh, rotation by the military. Now the Zonians, the friends that I grew up with, the generations were there. They're a different story. And to them that are probably getting up, up in age, like me, 62, class of 78, uh, and before that, and their parents, which are in the 80s and 90s, when they came here, and a lot of them went to Dotham, Alabama, which is considered Little Canal Zone, they couldn't get used to the United States. My grandfather... They asked him if he wanted to repatriate after 1979, and he said no. He refused repatriation, okay, because 
He had nothing in common with you guys. The America that he knew was 1939 and 1941, pre-World War II. He would come here for vacation, and he never understood you guys up here. Because his soul was back in Panama. The same with the Americans that were there. And the Americans that had to repatriate in 1979 that came here. When I used to see them in the Panama Canal Society reunions, which they have every year in July, 4th of July weekend, they invade Orlando. Okay? And have them. I haven't been to them in decades now, almost two decades since I've been to one of those. But they still lamented the fact that they missed the camaraderie of the home country, as they call it. Home country. Not the U.S., even though they were Americans. They were Zonians, left and right. And this is what I'm saying, Americans. You have to figure out the people that are coming in. How many of them are forced here because of the situation? How many of them want to come because they love this country? I would say maybe 2%. The remaining 98% are forced to come here because of the situations. They were forced in Vietnam. They're forced here in Afghanistan. It is up to you and them to sacrifice and to give up, knowing that you can never see a homeland. And look at all the nation, the uh, television networks that have been uh, putting in Afghanistan. The people that left Afghanistan before the Taliban took over in 1991 and went back after the United States invaded Afghanistan in 2001. And now they have to come back here. Why? They left it because of the Taliban was coming. And because the Taliban were gone, they went back. That doesn't mean that they liked the United States. It's that they had to leave because of their life. Why should they be allowed to come back a second time if somebody throws out the Taliban a third time, are they going to leave a third time? See what I mean? This is questions you have to ask when you bring people in as refugees. All you do is you dump them in the United States and you forget about them. And they create their own enclaves. And the hate builds up. And the hate builds up. And then you got a problem. Do you understand where I'm coming from? I'm looking at this as an alien from another planet and also as a resident alien from another country. This is the way you got to look at it. I had to look at it coming in in 1979 as I had to make my life here because here was different. You guys didn't understand what was going on down there. To all you guys, it was, oh, Jimmy Carter gave it away. <laughs> yeah, poor Jimmy Carter, boy. He still gets the rap on that one, doesn't he? Oh, uh, yeah. But you see what I mean? This is your favorite alien. Let me know. What's your opinion on this? Good day.